Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com Yes, sir, that is correct. Uh, thank you and hello. Hello. Oh, well, that, that, that was not inspired at all. Hey, hello. <laughs> How do? Man, it's, it's still not working out. Oh, the women, I'm hearing the birds back here. The birds have, are not chirping. They are screeching in horror, I think, is what's going on back here. But They're choking uh, on the pollen. They're trying to get laid. Everybody, well, <laughs> it's, Maybe. Uh, but choking on pollen and gagging is likely not a good step in that direction. But I don't know. Are y'all's dogs having these problems? All of, we have Amazingly, a, no. We, we have a cat and a dog in the bed, bed every night. And Dino is the, is the small one. I was awakened yesterday morning by him. Um, I thought it was the cat about to barf all over the bed. And it was him. He's like, you know, nine pounds oh, of, of fur. And he was <sighs> scared oh, me. And then the other two big ones are, are eating sticks and pollen off the decks and, you know, barfing and walking around gagging. And uh, it's, a, it, it's a fun place to be, but Sounds I don't know. Like it. We're... Yeah, it's it's a puke fest and a, a gag fest, and everybody's having the very same thing. As your grass is getting all you know pretty and green, mm-hmm. well, there's more pollen right there. But today, the at least for the past or the next next few days, the grass pollen is high. So um, I don't know. I'll tell you, I I still am going to this stuff called called um, Queer Seton from Wholesale Nutrition and. When you feel the symptoms, you eat two of these things, and they seem to be kind of, you know, quieted down. So I still would say to, you know, stop by there on Goodman Road in South Haven, Q-U-E-R Seton. I don't know what it does, and it isn't an everyday thing. It's when you feel the symptoms coming on, you pop these things, and they seem to repress what's about to happen, like your nose exploding or your throat getting all, you know, messed up, but... Yeah, it's the usual fun time. I I washed my uh, old truck yesterday. Well, when I say I, I mean this uh, this this car wash place. There yeah. was so much crap on that truck, uh, but it came off for the most part. But and then I pulled it back in the driveway underneath a tree. So I'm always paying attention. <laughs> smart. Uh, yeah, just not really that smart. Uh, well, there are various things today. Lawyer Bill is here. Our friend Bill Jones. From the Jones Law Firm, 878-9420 is where you can ask Bill a question about the things you are in in the midst of that require the advice of an attorney. He gives great advice and will give you some this morning and offer you his direction, 878-9420. We have uh, several news stories to discuss with him, too. One I'll get to in a minute that is a really interesting move, uh, and we'll uh, talk about that and see what he makes of it. First of all, the Grizzlies, this is all kind of snuck up on me, but the NBA and their playoffs begin this weekend. It is, it's a happening thing. They've played their 82 games, and now the playoffs begin, and what is this, April 13. Mm-hmm. This will go on for um, eight. It always is underway uh, with, 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 with a derby in Louisville, which is in two weeks, too as is the uh, Memphis and May Bill Street Music Festival. The Grizzlies are the, the number two seed out of the NBA's West. They'll be playing the Los Angeles Lakers. 
the number seven seed. Game one is on Sunday at the Forum. That is LeBron James and the Lakers who just eked into the playoffs, and they'll be here playing the Grizzlies at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoon. There's some kind of, of a discussion, because uh, somebody messed up someplace, and I can't find the story, but they had a concert booked at the Forum with Lizzo on the same day. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so somebody messed up, and um, the NBA will take precedence over her or, uh, you know, I don't care. You, you, it's, Anybody else. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because the Forum and the Grays are in it together. And the the NBA uh, playoffs are not in any way uh, predetermined, but kind of an odd way to schedule things. But I don't know what the fate is of her concert. Here's well, the problem with these playoffs. They play Sunday. All right? that's That's game one. Then they wait for two more days, or three days, to play game two. Why? Get it over with. Are both here? Yes. um, One one on Sunday, and then one on Wednesday. The first game, ABC, game number two, is on uh, TNT. And then, with the uh, Lakers being not a great team this year, but they got enough to be um, in the playoffs, you're talking about a flight from here to Memphis and back and forth for both teams. That's about five hours. So yeah. game one Sunday, game two Wednesday, game three in L.A. the 22nd, game four two days after that. Then uh, two more days go by and game five in Memphis. This is a is a best of seven, as are all of the opening opening rounds, which is too long. But still, why wait? For all that, just now, get it over with. Here's my question then. Here's my question then on that. On Monday and Tuesday, are there a bunch of other games going on as part of this playoff? Yeah. So that's yeah. that's what it is. The the NBA probably doesn't want you to have to split your attention between too many games going on. Well, I don't know that if that's a, that. Um, they don't mind doing it for any other sport because yeah, there are 10, 12, you know, baseball games every day. Uh, let's see. Just to answer that question, uh, let's say the, uh, so Saturday begins. The Nets play the play the uh, Sixers, the Hawks and Boston play Knicks and Cleveland all on the same day, and Golden State plays the Kings of Sacramento. Then on Sunday, Lakers, Grizz, Clippers, Suns, and so there are always games going to be going on. So I guess you have a point. They'll be kind of a, a you know on a a. A every other day kind of basis, the Grizz are a uh, three and a half point favorite to 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 begin this. So we will. Uh, this will be fun to watch, and we'll see how that how how they fare, and uh, how the Lakers and LeBron. LeBron James. This game, the, the, these games are uh, pretty much a sellout, but tickets can be okay. looked into by calling Ticketmaster or something. And uh, but good luck with that. Memphis and May's Beale Street Music Fest is two weeks away from tomorrow. My gosh. So tickets for that, uh, memphisandmay.org, to see all these fantastic bands. Down in Tom Lee Park, they're back on the river. Then there's the barbecue in two weeks from that. and So all of these things are evolving. I guess there are there are crawfish uh, and festivals all across the uh, Mid-South uh, probably every weekend for a while. So mm-hmm. a lot of timely and- things are going on. 
And what? because you wanted to know about Lizzo, so hers was supposed yeah. to be the 26th Wednesday. It got moved okay. to the 24th Monday. Yes, you can use your ticket, so dust it off, get the pollen off of it, and yeah. So, so the problem wasn't for this Sunday. It was for that date. It was, yeah, it was for the, it, the problem was the Wednesday date. The Wednesday that may not even be, let's see. So it, it was so set that for, would be game two, right? Uh, no, the 22nd is in L.A., the 24th is in L.A. The 26th is in Memphis. So, well, it was on the 26th. Okay. Well, that means... Yeah, her then, concert was on the 26th. That's why. So. Okay. Well, uh, bless her heart. Uh, she'll be here, so we're all good there. Uh, yesterday, the city council did something pretty interesting. The, this is a... Uh, they enacted a new approach to uh, policing that probably is a good idea for a number of reasons. And we'll run this by lawyer Bill, too as FedEx begins their morning run. Thanks, fellas. Good day. Good to see you. They passed a new measure that ends up these, uh, these uh, police stops for minor infractions. This comes in the wake of the death of uh, Tyree Nichols. And the um, uh, they have uh, disbanded the uh, Scorpion Unit and I guess a number of other of these uh, special uh, gang gang-type things. But they passed this ordinance that puts an end to pretextual police stops. Pretextual. Okay. The uh, Driving Equality Act in honor of Tyree Nichols is what it is named, who was killed by police officers. We've heard this story now, um, and it's going to be around for a bit. Pretext stops allow the police to use a minor infraction, like a broken taillight, to, to uh, you know, pull you over to investigate for more intense and serious crimes. Uh, police have defended these stops, saying that they are crucial for fighting possession of drugs and weapons and all that other stuff, and being drunk or high. Uh, but civil rights groups say that this unfairly uh, targets the black, black drivers, and I would guess Hispanic drivers as well. They used to call this, uh, it was... Uh, they had gang, not not gangs. They had officers that were sitting on the interstates, looking for suspicious, you know, vans and our cars. Interdiction is the word, and they would profile people and pull them over, and they may have gotten some dope or guns out of that. But anyway, this measure that has been passed will let the cops uh, make traffic stops for aggressive driving. That means, I guess, uh, you know, speeding. But no more being pulled over for a broken taillight, a loose bumper, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you can drive your car till it falls apart, and I assume you can be blind, blind running drunk, and it's cool. So <laughs> I mean, let her rip. Let's go. You can hang the. Uh, you can hang the. As long as it's clearly displayed, you could probably hang the. Uh, what is it called? The freaking license plate <laughs> somewhere on the trunk. Just I, I, I just no, but, wonder how this will be accepted by the police officers. It'll also, I think, uh, deter a bunch of nonsense down at 201 Poplar, uh, depending upon how they approach this. But it is interesting that they have uh, actually done something that would have an effect on putting your focus on you know, real crime and not somebody mm-hmm. with, a, with a bad taillight. Use these officers, they're already understaffed, but you know, use them to attack real crime 
not somebody with a bad bumper, although that likely could be dangerous, and you could argue this on on various points. But I think it probably is a good step. How it's enacted, we'll see. Yes, Wesley? And I was just thinking, you're right about it being very, there's points on both sides. Like you've yeah, made, and You've made them both. Because how many stories have we had about a big drug bust being made because someone was had a broken taillight and got pulled right. over? And, oh, yeah, they're also mm-hmm. transporting 100 pounds of cocaine or something. Right. But, uh, so, and aggressive, if that's the term that they used in the ordinance, aggressive is really open to interpretation. Sure is. Yeah. So. It sure is, and we will see how this works out. This was a, a national news story, not from around here. So people are uh, have their eye on this state, especially in light of, uh, of Governor Bill Lee and his attempt to really hammer down on assault weapons and especially on the background checks of people. Now, how you do that, I don't know. This, this uh, shooting up in, up in Louisville, which was just a heartbreaking thing. Um, the the a mother of this kid, who killed five and wounded eight or seven, uh, called the police. She called nine one one in advance of him doing this, and I'm not sure if they took her uh, to heart or not. But this kid had he had mental health issues. Well, how do you you know chronicle and put on file? Everybody out there who is on, you know, meds for anxiety and depression and who are perhaps, you know, suicidal or something. Uh, but she called and, 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 you know, she said, look, this kid's out of control. You better do something. I'm not sure the time frame of how all this uh, went down. There was a story yesterday that got little coverage at all. Uh, somewhere up north in Minnesota, I believe, the, the police got got wind of a kid at a high school, I think. And a janitor at the school uh, was getting trash out of the, uh, you know, bins and such. And he found the wrappings and the packaging for two assault rifles. Oh my God. And he thought something was up. And he, this kid was kind of sketchy in the first place. And so a digger deep, uh, a, a a dive into him, his own apartment and his his uh, parents' home, turned up all kinds of you know weapons and uh, directions in the school on how to get in and out after you know killing as many as he could, but they shut this one down because uh, this guy just happened to go in the trash and find some pretty you know, damaging um, kind of evidence. And this kid, um, they stopped this. Is he, so So how do you improve background checks on people that are on medication for whatever, you know, various kind of mental issues they may have? And I will refer back to going down to uh, Hernando, to the courthouse down there to do something and trying to find the record of my wife in their system, who has been voting down here for 12, 13 years. She's not in there. It was never updated. So how do you intend yeah. to update the records of people who have mental illnesses are are on track to be problematic if you can't update people that are in the system or aren't in there that should be for mm-hmm. a decade or more? It seems <laughs> like um, 
it's just an uphill battle. But Governor Bill Lee, um, one of the people who was killed up in Nashville, was a family friend. And as uh, odd as it is, the uh, governor of, uh, of, 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 of um, uh, Kentucky, uh, Andy Bashir, one of the people that was killed in that bad mess up there was a close friend of his family. So he spoke yesterday uh, very tearfully about that loss. And so some of these governors, that's what it takes is to have yes. one of your own How about people that? killed. Then you step up and turn the tide. And then there's there's some of these assholes up in Nashville that still think it's going to be a good idea to let 18-year-old kids buy guns, handguns. Yeah, all that. Um, so we are beating our head against a wall, uh, and it it does cause you some... Uh, it's just a frustration to watch this uh, go on, but it ain't going to change. But it it, uh, it still is just worthy of note. So that is in the news, and... There's a big, big lawsuit, and we're going to ask ask Bill about this too. I don't understand how this works, uh, but if your kids were hooked on, or hooked on, or had used the Juul, uh, you know, vape, little uh, cigarette thing, they just got this uh, settlement, a class action lawsuit, for almost a billion dollars that they're having to pay out to 48 different states. So how do you know who gets the money? Can I claim some of that for being hooked on the on the jewel? Maybe. Prove that I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's that's God. That's a lot of money. A billion yeah, I, dollars almost in 48 states. You're gonna have, are they gonna have to just rely on people to say yes? I've used it. I don't know. How do I you don't pre- know. I mean, that's an a- ass load of money though for yeah. Yeah. Well, one case for almost an entire country. I wonder which two states didn't sue. The two laziest. Who would that be? Mississippi and maybe Alaska. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. All right. Anything for Bill. Please uh, get those in for us. It's free advice from an attorney. Hard to beat that. Eight seven eight nine four two zero. Anything else you want to talk about, that's fine, too. Let's uh, flash back to uh, this lady from the, from the 70s. A great old tune. Here's Carly Simon. This is Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake Wes and Sid in the morning. Hear all the shows at DrakeCallMemphis.com. On the way is our buddy Bill Jones um, from the Jones Law Firm. Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday. You're going to ask Bill of stuff that you're in the midst of, uh, be it you know family law or wills, estates, all that, anything about a divorce or children or the ugliness of life. He can give you some, uh, some uh, advice, and that's what you need. And it's free. Uh, so for goodness sake, take the chance to ask an attorney what's up without having to pay a bunch of money yet. As kids, we all have aspirations about growing up to be a doctor or a lawyer or a fireman or a policeman. That's what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, I always wanted this job. But now that time has passed me by and I don't live in New York City, I guess I'm out of luck on this one. This is not a story from a satirical, a, a, a satire site like The Onion. It's a real news story from ABC News. New York City names its first ever rat czar. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, this is, this is how this is written. The subhead is rats are tough, but New Yorkers are tougher. K 
Kathleen Karate has been named the city's uh, director of rodent mitigation. That's her business card, people. Congrats. Uh, says Miss Karate, you'll be seeing a lot of me and a lot less rats when the mayor introduced her yesterday. Added uh, the mayor, Kathy has the knowledge, drive, experience, and energy to send rats packing and create a cleaner, more welcoming city for all New Yorkers. Okay. They announced uh, the... Um, $3 million for rat mitigation. Mitigation means to kill them rats. In Harlem, especially. The money will fund new techniques and new staff members to inspect, exterminate, and clean public spaces. Says Ms. Karate, the mayor hates rats. I hate rats. Everyone <laughs> in New York hates rats. Rats are tough, but New Yorkers are tougher. Miss Karate, a former grade school teacher and land use expert who specializes in urban stuff, was chosen out of 900 applicants for this gig. Oh, my gosh. She goes on to say this. Destiny was calling. You see, I have a long history with rats. Do you? As a child, she used to campaign for anti-rat measures. Bullshit. In her neighborhood. And she previously served as a garden coordinator at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. Nice gig there. She promised to take on litter, garbage, and food waste where rats thrive. What have the rats ever done to you, lady? She will also (laughs) decide what new products the city should use to get rid of rats. I would suggest assault rifles might take care of all this. Probably. Rat mitigation is more than a quality of life issue for New Yorkers. She blah blah on. Anyway, they're trying to get the trash bags off the street. That might be a good place to start. Rat mitigation, man. And she is into it. It has been her life's work. And we say good for her. Well, we had, all right. We had the story of them looking for to hire somebody like that. It was months back. And I can't well, believe they had 900, 900 people, people yep. mm-hmm. wanted to do. God, that. Ugh. Well, you got to do something. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, on to rock and roll and entertainment type news. Sid, you can kick this off. Well, I don't know if you heard yesterday, but every is this every year that the Library of Congress uh, adds songs to the National Recording Registry? Yeah, I'm not sure what it means or what it's worth, but I guess it's a nice honor. Well, I'll just read those. it to you from the right, librarian. Then. The right. National Recording Registry preserves our history through recorded sound and reflects our nation's diverse culture. The National yeah. Library is proud to help ensure these recordings are preserved for generations to come because people are going to really, really, really want to care about and hear like a virgin from Madonna, apparently. Uh-huh. Of the 25 that got into the Recording Registry, registry, very worthy, Imagine from John Lennon, Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin, Devil's Margaritaville song. from your friend Jimmy Buffett. Drunks. Uh, Yep, yep, yep. The Madonna tune. And this is one I don't really understand because I didn't think that it could be a game going into the registry, but the theme music from the Nintendo video game Super Mario Brothers is going (laughs) into the Library of Congress's (laughs) National Recording Registry. So this country's government (laughs) that is so concerned about, about dope and about drunks and kids and whores are putting in Led Zeppelin, obviously a band based entirely in evil. Uh, a song about <laughs> pouring down uh, gobs of a tequila by Buffett and yeah. like a virgin from that skank Madonna. 
Yes. That's our government at work. Good that decisions. Is. And a video game song. Okay. okay. Congrats to art, them, I guess. Art is alive. <laughs> yeah. God. All right. That's great. Uh, mm-hmm. What do they get for it? Like a plaque or a T-shirt or something? Uh, they're they're now on the list of 160, uh, 625 titles. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, great. Th- yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wesley goes over to Dolly Parton, who is now recording her rock and roll album. That's with right. With an, an, imp- an impressive list of folks in the business. And here's an update on that. Yeah, she had, was doing some work with uh, Steve Perry for her cover of... Uh, don't stop believing i think is the, the tune she's covering oh, and good. she's working also with nikki six and says yeah he okay. he played his butt off the this came out because six's wife oh, courtney oh, uh sent her a do-it-yourself floral arranging kit system that she is involved with as a business and dolly wrote back a thank you note because that's how dolly does she does thank you notes and <laughs> thanked her for the beautiful flowers uh, said I had fun assembling them and said, anyway, your husband played his butt off on my album. Maybe someday I can meet you both. Love, Dolly. So, Nikki Six is working hard for Dolly. All right. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> cool. Because he's working against McMars. But anyway, it's another story. McMars is in, a, in the midst of a lawsuit, too. Mm-hmm. This poor guy is just a, he's been so sick for so long. Yeah. He's, he's uh, 71 years old. And he hadn't been able to really move around much for what 10 12 15 years a while but he's yeah. Uh, yeah he's uh he isn't having a very good time these days the foo fighters are have um, shown up again in the news what are they doing yeah they uh, yesterday put out a cryptic teaser the story says on their social media it's just a white image with the words are you thinking what i'm thinking on there and it's uh, there's a if you hit play on there there's 13 seconds worth of music that appears to be entirely new mm-hmm. for it says forming an upbeat atmospheric guitar medley and thumping drums but it's a hint it's a tease obviously that maybe they're working on some kind of new music let's hear what it sounds like here's the here's, tease here's what they teased us with And that's all it. right. That's, that's, it. that's good. It that sounds, sounds, sounds very like Dave Grohl playing yeah. drums. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, no one knows who they uh, who they'll be be hiring to play. It is our guess that uh, Dave Grohl will play drums, and they'll have somebody in the wings who will, when he gets up to to um, be the front man and uh, play guitar, they will sit behind the drum kit. That's that's my guess, but we have no idea. But they're making new music, adding dates to their. U.S. tour, and we'll see how this plays out. Coming up is our buddy lawyer, Bill, 878-9420. Feel free to uh, email us now, but no no uh, name required, just to ask a question. If you are stuck and confused and need some advice, Bill can give it to you, and it's helped people uh, for a long time. 878-9420. Lawyer Bill is coming up. This is Drake Digital. Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at DrakeHallMemphis.com. All right, this is Thursday, which means it's Ask Lawyer Bill Day. Our friend Bill Jones, the Jones Law Firm, now in Clark Tower, joins us on Thursdays to discuss the issues of the day uh, that, that, that uh, pop up. There are two today. 
and he takes your questions about your own legal quandaries. 878-9420. A quandary is a mess or a legal um, uh, issue you may have with family, with exes, with estates, with whatever. And he can tell you how to begin the process of getting your problem solved. A solution is a good thing. But he does this for you for free, and it's um, uh, been helpful to many people over the years. So we always enjoy uh, talking to Bill, and uh, welcome to the program, sir. I, I only do it for free on the program. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, I don't yeah, know. This, yeah, this is the only place you can get it for free. So uh, so can we hype your your child or not? Yeah, we can. That's fine. Well, talk about this. This is great. Um, Bill's yeah. son, uh, uh, who is uh, William Jones V, um, has grown up to be a, well, he's a teenager now, and he's always had uh, a proclivity for the arts, let's say, and for singing and such. And he has gotten to a place, I think this is really impressive and really great. Tell the tale. So, um, he, you know, he, he's been doing plays and musicals for a while, um, but he's in the choir at school. And they sent in a, uh, a demo audition tape, and they were, they've been invited to go to Carnegie Hall. So this morning about 4, I dropped him and the, uh, the wife off, and Sunday, uh, or Saturday, yeah, Sunday afternoon, he gets to walk on stage at Carnegie Hall and sing. And he even has a little part that's just him. So That's fantastic. Um, that's great. It, it's, you know, it's a big deal. Getting able to yeah. tell people you sing on stage at Carnegie. I am uh, obviously a proud papa. Busting at the buttons. That's great. That 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 really is a mm-hmm. a nice accomplishment. Uh, congrats to him. That's good. He well, was I'm, raised I'm, right. I'm, so I'm far, I'm equally I'm equally jealous because I I can't <laughs> say that. I can't tell people that. that he's going to have a great pickup line when he makes it to to college. Hey, I've I've been on stage at Carnegie Bay. If that is your so. first thought, <laughs> we need to have a little talk. I'm going to oh, be okay. your attorney. Jesus right. Lord. That'll Leave work. the kid alone. Uh, this is just a, a, a great thing. So a mom goes, but you don't. That kind of blows. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody's, uh, that's the fun. They don't tell you when you own your own business. If you're not there, you don't make money. And um, oh, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. It, it's like y'all. If y'all take off for a week, your, your advertisers. Are, no one notices. What's going on? No uh, one I, notices. I, I notice. I notice. Well. That's okay. You know, it's um, but yeah, I'm very proud. I'm very proud of the young man. I can't wait to uh, to see the video and see how he does. It's pretty That's fantastic. Great. All right, let's uh, once again the the, uh, the text number is eight seven eight nine four two zero to ask Bill questions. Let us discuss this one, which uh, I believe is a step in the right direction, which doesn't happen a lot uh, in the governments of Shelby County and of Memphis. I think it's a good idea. Uh, it's yet to be seen how it is enacted and how the MPD acts upon it. The city council yesterday passed, an, or on, on a Tuesday, passed this new ordinance that puts an end to pretextual police stops. In honor of uh, Tyree Nichols, um, who was killed by police officers, uh, they've enacted this new thing. The pretext means that it's this, um, these stops allow police to use a minor infraction, a broken taillight, and such as that, to uh, pull you over, to investigate for more, more serious crimes. Uh, you know, drugs or booze or being drunk or whatever the case may be. This puts a stop to that. The interdiction 
that's the word they use for, uh, let's say, you know, profiling um, uh, anybody who they deem to be unsavory. Black people, Hispanic people, um, uh, dumb white people in a junkie kind of a car, they make the decision to pull you over just to see what you're up to. That is supposed to stop. And um, so with that being said, how does this affect uh, 201 Poplar, uh, which is already you know, overly um, you know, clogged up with nonsense like this? Is it uh, a, a ticket to drive like just like a nut with no, 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 no tags and half drunk and out of your mind. Where do you weigh in on the both sides of how this may or may not uh, play out? Yeah. So part of part of what the what the council passed it basically there, from what I understand, there are four main areas that we're looking at uh, your your expired registration on your tags. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to pull you over for that. If your license plate isn't securely attached, but it's displayed, they're not going to pull you over anymore. Um, if you've got a single, you know, a, a, like you said, a busted brake light, headlight, or running light. Bumpers, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to leave you alone for all that stuff. Um, it, pretextual stops, what they generally do is they find something like that, like you're talking about, a broken headlight. They use that as the basis to say, I have probable cause to legally stop you and detain you. And then they, they look through the car for other things. And, and it does lend itself to profiling. Um, but we've, you know, so I think it's a good thing as far as let's let's not stop these officers for some of these little things. But I, I am amazed that every day I commute to and from Olive Branch to Memphis. Mm -hmm. And the number of phony plates I see just on that drive is astounding uh, uh phony meaning what these printed cardboard out, printed things? out yeah these printed out plates where somebody prints out a number and slaps oh. it on their back and says hey i've got a plate wow it's yeah. it, it's a problem uh, i'm amazed at how many i see where it's it's obvious somebody's owned the car for a while they've got it decked out how they want it and there's a false plate on the back um so that's been an issue for a while it, it looks to me like the the police have been ignoring that for quite some time. Well, they're um, short-staffed, and this does uh, seem to um, lend itself to the police having more time to fight the real, real issues that face this sure. city without worrying about some tags. On the other hand, it seems to encourage the ongoing reckless nature of how people do their business with their tags and with all this stuff. Yeah. That isn't a good thing either. Look, I, I enjoy getting pulled over every once in a while by a cop when I've got a, a <laughs> brake light or a headlight out. Sure. Because but for reminder. them, yeah. I would have no idea that they were out. Yeah. Nobody... I, I don't stand out and look at my headlights and my taillights and see it. Um, and, and generally, I've gotten pulled over for that, and I, I have. But again, my... My pigment may, may be the right color that they're not doing a pretextual stop on me. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there's that, and, and I'm aware of that. But at the same time, uh, the pretextual stops, it's a good thing that they are. I, I think that they are going to stop. It will free them up. This doesn't mean that you can speed. It doesn't mean that you can still go cutting in and out of traffic. It doesn't mean that you can uh, you know, do donuts in the street 
holding automatic weapons out like we saw this week. You can't. I can't believe that video. You're, God, you're still going to get pulled over for that stuff, right? It's well, not. We're not living in Mad that? Max Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, um, so what does this? Um, do you believe that a council, um, there, this whole new thing that that is passed by these people, do, does the MPD care? And will they be told by the police chief and their superiors to lighten up and lay off of the small stuff? I wonder if they'll do that or not. Uh, look, uh, uh, there's there's a difference between laws and how they're applied. Yeah. So, um, well, it'll be interesting. Two things. The first thing will be interesting to see is will the uh, will the local police and and cops abide by this and be relieved. Some of it's you know, so ingrained in their training. Some yeah. of it's so ingrained, yeah. you know, these old timers that have been doing it. I, I'm I'm sure that some of them are going to be do it begrudgingly, and um, it'll probably Ignore lax the up small over. Stuff. Yeah, it'll yeah. lax up over time. So that's the first thing. Let's see how that's applied there. The second question is going to be how do our judges deal with it? So yeah. if our judges see cases where somebody is stopped for tags and they find, you know, a bunch of coke in the trunk. Um, I, I'll be curious to see if a judge says there wasn't probable cause to make the stop in the first place because it was a pretextual stop. So, but if they if they stop with the stopping, they won't find the coke. Yeah, that's right. So that's more dope for for the streets. But the question is how? So there's two questions: How are the cops going to apply it, and how is the judiciary going to apply it? And, and well, we how don't know that. Ever get yet. to them if they aren't stopped in the first place. Well, no. What I'm saying is, let's say that that you and I go down to uh, Mexico and get a bunch of, of white powders and bring them up here, Again. and we get pulled over because my headlights out. Yeah. Um. And and the officer that stops us for the headlights says, "I now want to search your vehicle because you you guys look shady." Um. And and they find it. Well. Our attorneys would be able to say this was a pretextual stop. The stop should never occurred. So there was no probable cause to justify the search. So uh, we should so, go yeah. free. Oh, my gosh. The wild, wild west. I mean, there's there's just so many possibilities here uh, for this to get, get crazier. Uh, on the other hand, it does free up the officers to do their job in a city that has gone, gone insane. When Interesting concept. And... I also I I have often wondered about what is probable cause to search your car. Uh, there are many people that drive around who are or they uh, they don't do bad things, but they may have a pistol in the console or some weed or something. Uh, well, but unless lucky, there is cause to search them, they don't bother anybody who's old and white. So so lucky for you, since you're old and white, our yeah. um, our. <laughs> Our podcast this week, uh, Scott and I will be recording it today, is on uh, the Fourth Amendment and specifically what should you do as an individual if you get stopped by the police. And we're going to cover really it from a couple thing, angles. Good. We're going to cover it if you're if you're sober as the Pope. We're going to talk about if you're uh, you know as, as drunk as a Tiger fan uh, heading back from a game. We're going to talk about if they show up at your house because your old lady calls the police. We're going to talk about different different ways how to interact with the with the cops pursuant to the Fourth Amendment, and it should that's be probably really smart. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. That that that, that sounds really, probably very helpful. 
I wanted okay. to ask really quick. When did when did you have to stop? When could you stop? When did they stop inspecting vehicles in Mississippi? Because that stopped in Shelby County a while, a long oh, time God, ago. A long time ago, I think. Uh, you know, I don't remember the last time. I got an it was a long sticker. time ago. It's been a long time. Because that that's a nightmare of going in Shelby County to get oh that yep. was a complete summer avenue yeah freak show. But oh, I mean, I, re- I remember as a kid going through that. My dad would stop. It was yeah. the only time I'd ever seen my dad buy the ninety three grade gasoline or ninety five grade gasoline. He he would fill up a tank <laughs> to prep the and, car to prep the car and yeah. run it. Before yeah. they did the emissions test, just to make sure yep. it it passed. It, I remember that vividly. So why did they stop doing that? Too much trouble. Too much did, trouble. Were people not fixing what they needed to fix on their cars. Well, I get probably not. I, I think that they were they were saying we're going to let. I think that went away, and it was we're going to let our police do this job for us and see whether or not vehicles are safe to be on the highway and that's where and we are not, now with they can stop like that. yeah well yeah okay an interesting uh, observation uh 878-9420 questions for bill we'll come back in a minute there's another one of these um incredibly large class action lawsuits that's been settled for a lot of money uh in 48 states i want to know uh, where the money goes now uh, 878-9420 for your questions for Lawyer Bill. Get them in now. Back in a sec. This is Drake Digital. Find us on the Drake Memphis app and listen to our shows and podcasts on Spotify, TuneIn, or anywhere you search for podcasts. DrakeHallMemphis.com Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday. Bill is here. Bill Jones from Jones Law Firm. 878-9420. We get those texts in a little bit let's let's uh, do a brief overview and a summation of the events of last week when these two young uh black state reps were tossed out of the house in nashville for decorum reasons along with uh one of their colleagues a white lady she wasn't tossed out but they were uh and bill's podcast with his brother scott from last week they predicted that this would happen and I suppose after all the outrage and just the um, this just the you know knee jerk reaction to this, as Bill explains it, it makes a little more sense that they were new to the scene um, and they overstepped their bounds, according to um, some of the folks up there who've been there for way too long anyway. And how dare they? Uh, break decorum rules and get up and raise hell over gun control. Uh, but you aren't shocked by this. So they were um, reappointed by their individual counties where they rep and now have to run again in a new election. Yeah. Uh, and, break and this the tax- down just to in, in the short version. Well, so the, the taxpayers are going to get to pay for that. Um, Good. So, so, I mean, there, there's millions of things that they could have done. They could have Obviously, house rules were broken. Decorum was violated, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, they could have taken them, uh, taken away their committee appointments. They could have censured them. They could have, uh, there's a number of things that they could have done that would have been less drastic and more productive because, in my opinion, the short-sightedness of of my party uh, up there in Nashville, uh, it it backfired because it has made 
It's a national story. Well, Pearson and Jones are now uh, household names, and I'll, martyrs. Well, I know Pearson worked for he. It was an intern for Steve Cohen for a while, but I I got news for Steve. He needs to be looking over his left shoulder because this this young man, after the the pub that he's gotten and yeah. the focus that's been on yeah. him, yeah. he's not going to be running for the the Tennessee legislature for much longer. He's he's going to have his sights a little bit higher, I believe. That's a good um, point. Yeah, good point but, indeed. But you know, she came out and said that she was uh, she made the the cut because of the color of her skin, and I I don't know that I buy that. I mean, that's one that's one answer. Maybe I'm too optimistic and naive. It's and an like easy go to though to assume it, that it is. But if you look at it, she was elected in thirteen and fourteen. She served. Then when her term was over, she went back to public life. Then she got reelected at the beginning of twenty two. Um, Pearson and Jones, however, were elected in January in special elections, and even Pearson was sworn in the day of the shootings in Nashville. So these guys had these guys were brand new; they hadn't been around long. Um, they had not had a chance to work really with lawmakers from the other side of the aisle. You know what? What people don't know is is these politicians they work closely together, and they do reach across the aisle to get bills passed i don't think either one of these Sometimes. young men had had done that yet mm -hmm. so i don't think that they had any friends on the other side of the aisle i think this woman had just made a couple of friends who who switched votes and said we know her to be level-headed we worked on with her, some bills with her we're switching our votes for that reason that's and what the optimistic young me men to think. who were brand new up there uh spoke out of order and were being kind of um Radical, let's say, and some of these um, other folks just could not handle that. Well, and they Jones has Justin Jones has a reputation for that. So he's been arrested like four times, never for anything violent. It's always demonstrating. For he's been arrested for like a sit-in um, and for boycotting Marsha Blackburn's rallies and stuff like that. So good for him. Um, he's he's had some troubles before, and I'm sure that 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 your reputation follows you. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that that led to it as well. But well, the, it follows you sometimes. And in some cases in American politics, it doesn't matter, obviously, what you've done. But you took uh, up two days of you took up two days of floor of floor debate. You voted these guys out and then the city council met. They're going to send them back. And now we get to have another right. election on our dime. Right. Uh, it's just. It was. It was not. It was not the best. It was not the best plan. It was. It was yeah, poorly done. Yeah, reckless as they tend to be. Eight seven eight nine four two zero. These class action lawsuits we hear about uh, happen all the time. Uh, the current one that was settled yesterday with Jewel J U U L, the um, uh, cigarettes that were uh, e were um, easily attainable by kids and they marketed them to young folks is the take on this and they have paid uh, 45 individual states a billion dollars um this is a the, is the biggest multi-state event of its kind ever so tell me how people in these states are going to get the money uh that is being doled out 
to attorneys, I guess, for the most part, as you pointed out. But how do they get their piece of this pie? And how do I well, get in on this? So you're going to have to show that you had purchased uh, these jewel, these jewel vapes. Um, Receipts? Yeah. So, I mean, look, we live in a digital age, right? So if you go to the, if you go to the store and buy something with your debit card or your credit card, it's, we're able to go back. Yeah. Yeah. We're able to go back and see, okay, you're part of this class. So if you, if you break down the, the terms of a class action lawsuit, what we first do is we define a class of people. I'm not talking about like poor or rich or uh, white or black. I'm talking about a class of people. And the class for this are people that had purchased these products, I think it was prior to December, um, where you can, you can go in, show that you have it, and you can get in on this lawsuit. What, what they're saying that the Jewel folks did, it's the same thing that uh, Joe Camel or Camel cigarettes were accused of back in the day. It's that they Cartoon. were marketing to kids. Phallic. Yeah. There, there are reports that some spokesmen that were on college campuses trying to sell these things were telling like freshmen, uh, these things are more are safer than cigarettes. They ended up not being um, the placement. They weren't behind the counters. Um, they were just marketing in a way, trying to say we're better than cigarettes, and they ended up not being. So, attorneys use the same. Um, the same playbook that they used against the tobacco companies, and and they got this big settlement. And the attorneys so now are going to get rich. How do you pay rich. it out, though? How do you pay this out to individual people? Well, or do lawyers make most of it? It's probably the lawyers are going to make a a lion's share of it. Um, you know, the 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 class, the individuals that have purchased it are going to get cents on the dollar. We look. I, I I'm on this website where. I sign up for class actions all the time where if I, if I have an Apple computer and, and something happens there, you fill it out and I'll get a check for like, I think, uh, the last, um, Apple class action lawsuit that I signed up for, I think I got a check for like $9. Huh. So it's not a whole lot for the class. It's more about, it's a billion freaking dollars. Let's punish the company. Yeah. Uh, right. it is, it seems to be more that it's trending towards. So will this probably uh, put them out of business or not? I don't think it's going to put them out of business. The way that they've structured it, um, depending upon which state, and I don't have the, the particulars, but depending upon which state, they've given them somewhere between six and ten years to pay this off. So, <laughs> so oh my gosh, I love the law. Yeah. So what they're going to do is is they'll they'll trickle it in. They'll get a big loan. They'll wait for some new product come out or they may end up filing bankruptcy uh who, who knows but people will get little checks coming yeah. in as soon as they start paying them out oh my it's a lot of money though for 45 states this should be fun to watch well but it, it didn't go to trial this is a settlement so oh, okay jewel jewel the jewel company said we have enough exposure here where we think it's worth us paying out this money to still stay in business and to have our name out there is, although we're, you know, bad guys giving kids more sure. addictions, we can still get some good pub out of this. Uh, interesting. All right, back in a sec with your text eight seven eight nine four two zero. Ask Bill about the law, about anything that you're uh, embroiled in. He will give you an answer. That's after Tony Joe White. This is Drink Digital. Hear all the shows at drinkallmemphis.com. 
It is Ask Lawyer Bill Thursday, 878-9420. We have some comments, a question. Uh, Bill has a question as well, which on the face of it seems a little bit silly, but on the other hand, it appears to be a seriously and well thought out question, although it's stupid. Uh, but let's let Sid <laughs> begin whatever commentary and questions she has. Go ahead. Therese says, congrats to Cinco, and she has a testimonial. She recently had a will package typed up, notarized, and everything easy peasy and well worth it. Perfect. Yeah. Done by who? Done by, by me. She came. Oh, oh, okay. She came in this week. <laughs> she and her spouse were delightful people. They're very nice people. To know them. Yeah. Yes. Great yeah. people. Elizabeth it's, says, thank you, Therese. It's easy yeah. to do. Yeah, it is. Elizabeth says, congrats to Cinco being on stage at the Orpheum worked for her son, getting married to a lovely girl. Oh, there you go. And he's 14 years old. (laughs) Slow down, Cinco. Chris says, thanks to Lawyer Bill for supporting the arts in DeSoto County. He had a will will package at a silent auction from DeSoto Family Theater's Youth Dinner Theater. I do. Look at Bill go, being all arty and making money at the same time, my man. We do. Yeah, for yeah. for charities and stuff like that, we'll sometimes give away a will package uh, if it's well, that's a charity a, that's that a very I like. Nice thing. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, and there's a question from somebody about something. Yes, this says: Is there a legal process to get a 19-year-old out of the house in Tennessee? Will not work, pay rent, or anything around the house that has been asked of him in order to stay? Trashes the house, sleeps all day. What can be done? Years of disrespect, and it's time for him to go. Well, that's a probably a commonly asked question around the house, but. Nobody ever acts on it. Um, that's an interesting thing to discuss. What do you say, Bill? So do you, the legal answer, uh, the legal answer is um, you can go to court and file an FED action, a forced entry and detainer. It, it is like evicting somebody from your house that's not supposed to be there. So How often it, is it done? Oh, no, it no, must people, happen a lot. Well, people do it constantly for people that are behind on their rent. But yeah. you use the same mechanism to evict somebody from your house once they've kind of gotten in there. Right. So that legally, you're going to have to do that. That's going to make Christmas and Thanksgiving a little odd. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am from the old school where what I would do if I were a parent is I would. So a lawsuit's going to, a fourth century entertainer, it's going to run you somewhere between, you know, $500 and $750. What I would tell you is cheaper is call an electrician and have them go in your attic and undo the wiring to this kid's room and (laughs) shut off the air vents and make it where, or be a man and tell your kid, get out of my house. Yeah. Those are, that's what I would do. I wouldn't file an FED on my kid, but if you're at that point and you are not trying to make light of it, if you're at that point, and you've exhausted all your options and you just can't get them out, you may have to file uh, an FED action with the court. I wonder how uncomfortable that would be for the Well, but at some point, you know, enough is enough. Get out. Absolutely. People get kicked out. <clears throat> Me, back then. Well, it happens, <laughs> and it probably made you a better person for it. Did. it. Okay, now Bill has one that So, yeah, so I guess I've it a... seems kind of silly, but... And it, it, it is silly, uh, but maybe there is a bigger point to be made, or maybe it's just stupid. Go so ahead. So I've, I've got a buddy that I went to law school with, and he practices. A former friend. Yeah, yeah he practices law in, um, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina now. 
and he knows that I do this show, and um, he sent me a question that he got and said, here, maybe you can use this. So, so the this question is like is, kind of, so this is not from him. It's from somebody else who asked him, uh, he who is an, who is a, a, a lawyer. So he right. sent this on uh, to you to indicate some of the stupidness that comes across your desk. That, that's and his. So the question is, can I sue my beekeeper neighbor? Every day I see my neighbor's bees flying around my garden, stealing the pollen and nectar, nectar from my flowers. Then the bees go back to my neighbor and create honey. My neighbor harvests the honey and sells it at the market for profit. I've never received a jar of honey as compensation, and every day my neighbor's bees trespass on my property and steal my flower's nectar. I've been stung, so I know how dangerous bees can be. The way I see it, this is the equivalent of a dog coming into a yard to steal something, taking it back to their owner, and the owner can then sell it for their profit. Do I have legal grounds to sue? Uh, what type of things should I be documenting? And what would a fair settlement amount be? Um, now, that is obviously um, kind of jokey. But the person that wrote it doesn't think that it's that funny. Is there anything to juxtapose um, that, it, that that is similar but not about bees and honey? Because he has kind of a decent point, but a judge would laugh him right out of the courtroom. Yeah, these are insects. These are these are insects. You can't control them with a pets. You, you can't you know, control leash. them. Now, yeah. what this guy could do if he really wanted to be sinister is he could he could put something on his flowers. Um, but you know, we, we're trying to keep all the bees that we can right now. Yeah. Um, we kind of need them around to to help pollinate. What this guy's not thinking about is, yeah. This guy may be getting honey from it, but your flowers are getting cross-pollinated because of it. So yeah. you're getting something out of it. You don't have any damages. Um, now, if you could show that this guy had trained the bees to come over and sting you, maybe you've got something. <laughs> <laughs> America's but, got yeah, talent. You have, a, you have something at the state fair. Yeah, but with, with what you got now, um, you, sir, are an idiot, and um, you, you, can't get, you can't get anything for that. But it was a pretty, you know, thoughtful and it, know, look, well, it is well placed a question. It is a unique try for a money grab. It is a, but look, if I if I take back the idiot comment for one second, I would. You can't. It's already been said. It's on tape. Well, just a second. I'll call him an idiot again in a second. Okay. Um, I would be annoyed if I had, if the person that lived behind me had was a beekeeper and I constantly had bees in my yard. Um, I would be annoyed at that. So I, I get that. Um, but again, you don't have any damages. They're insects. There's nothing you can do about it. You're an idiot. I mean, it's like saying, Hey, next door neighbor, your cat keeps peeing on my tire in my, on my car. You can't, I mean, if it's an outdoor cat, I mean, you can't well, sit there. Well, I don't know. Cats and pets are a little cat. different. You, know, you should, pets, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause bees aren't pets, but I mean, it's just, yeah. It's different. Uh, people like cats and, puppies and people and, uh, like yeah. dogs. Feral um, cats, though, are a problem everywhere. Yeah. In South Haven, in Midtown, we've adopted and brought into this house, well, three cats now. Uh, it's going to always be a problem. Um, and some folks take action of an ugly nature and do, you know, poison or just kill the damn things. But, That's awful. Yeah. But this bee thing is a microcosm of a, of a bigger problem. It, it's just kind of kind of silly 
and the guy that wrote it knew knew that it was. But anyway, a question for Bill again off the text line eight seven eight nine four two zero. I'm not positive I understand this, but I'll just read it. It says, "Do you have to pay child support to both your child and for the children they have while you?" are on child support and can an underage boy get put on child support or do you yes. just fake your own death asking for a friend what i'd say so fake I your own death that, i'm not it. sure what that means are they asking if if you have a a minor child that has a kid and they're getting I, child support can you maybe, still get child support on that kid i think um so if a child child support stops when a child reaches the age of 18 or they they're self-emancipated. So you can emancipate yourself by dropping out, getting your GD, going to uh, going and getting a job, moving out of your parents' home. Um, so there are ways that you can you can lose that. If if this person has done any of those things, then regardless of their age, child support would stop. Uh, I think that's the question that they're answering. They're they're okay. asking. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you. That was um, that was a good time. We 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 learned some things and helped some people, and uh, that's why we're why we're here. Uh, thank you, Bill Jones. Uh, since your your um, uh, will package is so popular, obviously, what is the what are the terms on how to get that and get your get to you at the office? Do you have an answering machine on your phone when you aren't at work? We do. Okay, you better uh, get one because uh, somebody called and it rang eight times. Okay. Well, we've got we we do have voicemail. All right. Um, if if we're there during the day, trying to help, man. Just leave help. a leave a message. We'll get back okay. to you. I promise. Okay. All right. So, uh, how do we get a hold of you? And what is yeah. the whole package on those terms? Oh, okay. So the number is seven six one fifty three fifty three. You can find us online at lawyerbill.com. And if you call in and say that you heard us on Drake Digital this month only, you're getting a special discount on the will package. We're going back and, to uh, our Okay. And yeah, your new podcast is up uh, this weekend on the Fourth Amendment, right? Fourth Amendment, and it'll have tips and tricks for what you need to do if you encounter the authorities and they want to uh, do a search or a seizure on you. We're Very you helpful. Tips. Very helpful, sir. Thank you, Bill Jones. We'll see you down the road, and uh, congrats again to your son for his uh, his being an artist and being uh, at Carnegie Hall on stage this weekend. That's something to be proud of, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Brad. Thank you, Bill. We'll see you soon. Y'all enjoy your day. Thank All right. You. Here is here are the drive-by truckers back in a sec. This is Drake Digital. This is Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning. Keep up with the shows and podcasts at drakehallmemphis.com. Uh, a long time ago in this town, there was a baseball team called the Memphis Chicks. They were the double-A team of the Royals of Kansas City. Bo Jackson played here. Michael Jordan played baseball here. He was a member of the Birmingham Barons. I'll never forget sitting behind, right behind the plate and watching Michael Jordan, who was about eight feet tall, with a baseball bat that appeared to be kind of a toothpick in his hand. <laughs> and he could hit a baseball if he had a gun to his head. Um, it was a nice experiment, but um, not really his thing, but he at least tried. There was also a time, even before that, and I heard about these things but never attended one, Dollar Beer Night. And right. from the tales <laughs> I am told, it was a vomit fest. I mean, for, you know, 20 bucks, you're in a light coma. And so it uh, it probably, you know, filled up the ballpark. 
but produced some, well, I guess just, uh, you know, massive vomiting for draft beer. A dollar a draft beer. Man. College. And all that stopped. Uh, There's probably a law against that now. But anyway, in Philadelphia, they have a baseball team there called the Phillies, which you may have heard of. And uh, Philadelphia is known for having the worst fans in all of sport, likely because they are fueled in part by well, endless beer and just being dumb assholes. Well, they had a dollar dog night, not dogs as in puppies, as in hot dogs. And the fan favorite game day took a turn night before last in section 112 that has gone viral. It began in our section, says dude, with him having a hot dog eating contest. A little kid was trying to eat a bunch of hot dogs. He had 13, and people were trying to get him to eat more. Eat one more, eat one more. So they were throwing hot dogs to him, at him, to him, <laughs> oh and so gosh. forth. Eat it, you little... So the guard came over and began to yell at the... And then it just went nuts, it says here. There's a video of hot dogs that were flying across the ballpark in every <laughs> section. Uh, they're being thrown. They almost got on the field. At some point uh, uh, in the game, the flying Franks turned into a big food fight with the dollar hot dogs being tossed across rows from one section to the next. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Some fans got tossed out of the game. They were throwing people out because it turned from hot dogs to water bottles to beer cups. Oh. And so Dollar Dog Night will likely not be happening again. Uh, but they have one scheduled for next week and one on <laughs> May 9th. So I may fly to Philly just to watch this shit show go down. But good Lord. People just ain't got no sense at all. Uh, but that is pretty funny. Where's this other one that was just beyond creepy? Oh, this people have are just strange. Headline: Man snuck into funeral home, filmed corpses, and then shared the images via FaceTime. You sick? What? Why? A Louisiana man entered a funeral home after hours and went to the embalming room, where he filmed several autopsied corpses and shared the images with an acquaintance via FaceTime, police allege. Uh, Boris is 21. He made an unauthorized entry. That means he broke in yeah. to the funeral home uh, down in Monroe, Louisiana. He lives about nine or so miles from there. I, I guess he was bored. And he broke into the joint, found the embalming room uh, with bodies on tables, and then videoed the corpses and was showing a buddy of his this, and uh, not a good idea, it turns out. But all he got was uh, a felony, unauthorized entry charge. He declined to answer any questions. What are you going to say? I like dead bodies. He was, was released. Yeah, a, a dare. What? Was it a dare? I, I, don't, I, mean, yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, but he just, um, he was taking pictures of bodies, and he got caught doing that. And that really isn't a good idea. That's a no-no. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, I want to hear Wes's story about the new thing in uh, car theft. I'm taking notes because that's my next move. 
Well, okay. Is, well, is to turn to crime. And, and the, this whole car thing seems easy enough. This sounds helpful. Give me the scoop. Well, well, here's here's the deal. It's uh, with modern cars. It's called he- headlight hacking. It's basically at this most basic. You get a wire in through the headlights and you fool the car into thinking that you've got a key fob when you don't. The but way this works. Yeah. So the it way goes this, to the headlights. Okay. Yeah. The the like. A bunch of parts on modern cars, there's a computer system that helps out with with the headlights of some advanced systems. They move yeah. the headlights subtly or they'll they'll dim them or something and it it's just like there's smart headlights. But okay. because they have that computer system, there is a central control uh, to the computer systems in the car. And what people can do is by pulling off the headlight, and using the right tools, they can work their way into this central control of your car's engine computers and do a thing to it that can make it think that the key fob is there in the car. Which this means they can open it. complicated, doesn't it? it? it it's a little yeah. complicated and a, and a little time consuming because well, that's it's problem, not yeah. easy to get a lot of uh, headlights off. But, right. but, it, but it does work. So you, once it happens then the thief can get back in the get in the car and start it up by pushing the button because the car thinks oh the key fob is here because it's been tricked by all of this hacking that this uh, thief this has done. sounds like way can take way too well, much it, trouble for it depends a, on the thief. car see it, it's not okay. going to be for your casual work-a-day car thief all right right this is right. for the the high-end ones so be casual but with all deal yeah. I, I understand <laughs> yeah but, Jack the window open. So there's not really a defense right now about uh, against this thing, except how much time it takes uh, to do this, because you do have to get the headlight off. You have to get your wires in the right spot. You have to do your things and then put things back so you can drive off with the car. So you need 15 or 20 minutes alone time with this car, which that's way too much time. It it yeah. is for yeah. a casual car thief, but if it's a high end car. And you've spotted it, and you know it's the type that you, as the high-end car thief, could right. get into. Follow the people home, or follow the car around until it gets to a spot where you can get to it and be alone for a while, and you're done for the day. You know, Sid had a story some weeks back that I have um, kept in my mind. And the gist of it was, because I have a key fob for my newer truck and one for the older truck. Now, the one for the newer one, I can start the car um, with a key fob and lock the doors and all that stuff. Now, the story that we had going back a bit, um, the key fob was the operative thing here, uh, obviously. But, but But the issue at hand was if you lock the doors from the inside without the key fob, just a, you know, door lock finger, it makes it damn near impossible to get into it. Remember that story? Ugh. Um, I so didn't just dream you, that, but I'm not, I mean. I don't know. If, um, I don't understand how anybody can start up a truck or a car without the key fob unless they pull this thing that Wes just had. Uh, well, this must be a very time-consuming thing to hotwire a car with a key fob, and there's no key in it. I, I, I don't get it. Now, there, there is a key inside the key fob, yes. right? 
I've never yeah, had I have to a physical resort to that. I have a, yeah, I have a physical key inside my key fob that just pops yeah, out too, if you I have guess. to actually put it in the door and get in. But my car will not lock itself, will not let you lock it if your fob is in the car. Does your truck do that? If you, leave your key, if you leave your key fob in the car and you try to get out and lock the door to like go in the store, it'll go beep, 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 and it will not lock because it knows. No, I think it'll lock it because I have a remote little a keypad thinger with a code in case I do that. Oh, but I believe okay. that when I close that door, it locks it automatically. Um, so, so you can't lock your car door if you're like sitting in a parking garage waiting for someone to come out if you're in the car with the car fob? Who, me? Oh, sure you can. Yeah. yeah, I can because it knows I'm in the car. But if nobody's in the car, it won't let you okay. lock the key in there. Okay. Which is awesome. I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just, just, yeah, it is awesome because wait till you're spouse who drives an older car locks the actual key in the car oh twice in the past two months and i have to go drive home get the spare freaking go to him uh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah well triple a is for it's okay honey yeah triple a well, is a lifesaver mm, man i mean yeah and triple a is great triple a is great but like if i have a spare which we actually found and, and did I, but now the spare lives on my keychain so i don't have to go all the way home to get it I go straight to him. Well, I, I have a, an extra key fob, but I don't, I'm not sure how to program it. Um, I could ask Alan at Alan's Automotive how to do yeah. that. I bet he knows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alan is our, his, his, he's got, he's doing something to, uh, to the car of our friend Wes. Yeah. Uh, a pretty, uh, a pretty intensive uh, um, uh, changing, adding, doing. He's done stuff <laughs> to mine the past couple of months. Uh, I think he's adding everything, but well, the the uh, your car's body is being redone, but Alan takes care of uh, our vehicles. He'll take care of yours as well, and he is on Winfield, Whitehaven, South Haven area, yellow and blue building with a Napa know-how. That's their that's their little uh, team colors, and he can answer your questions and take care of your issues. A phone call is where you begin. Don't just pull up and say fix this, man. He's busy. Three three two. 3279, he will uh, talk to you and uh, meet with you and tell you uh, what is wrong with it and what it will cost you. Uh, he's on the internet, on Facebook, on his own page, and he will help you get your stuff together so your car is functioning and doing well. You don't want it to be messed up. And Wes learned that, well, not the hard way, but at least no. you're safe. Right. Yeah. So uh, get a hold of him and go from there. Um, he went over your car with a fine-tooth comb and found lots of fun parts. <laughs> yeah, up. well, see, I was in a position where I could say, car's acting fine, it's just getting older, tell me what needs to be you know, maybe fixed up on it. And he said, well, everything. there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I said, okay, yeah. do it. 332-3279 is that. Uh, on the note of our brains uh, failing us uh, just more and more all the time, Sid had this story, I want to hear this, um, Five things that a neurologist who is the oldest neurologist, I guess, that is working, uh, there are five things he does or says to do uh, that lead to a long and happier life. Let's hear this bullshit. Mm -hmm. he, is, he is 100 years old and a practicing medical doctor. So he's obviously and, old and, and just has lost his mind. I... I to be a neurologist, you better not have. 
But he says that patients ask him all the time for tips on how to stay healthy, happy, happy, and mentally sharp. And of course, good genes obviously have to. You have to start with with good genes and not yeah. to have lost your mind. But obviously, he doesn't spend his days retired. He's been working for more than seventy five years, and he treated during the pandemic. He treated patients five or six days a week. Wow! And he's teaching medical residents for up to three days a week. So he's well, busy still him. working. He says, I don't let myself get out of shape. Now, in his, in his 80s, he was still swimming and jogging. Obviously, he can't do that anymore. But he, le- he tries to at least walk three miles on the treadmill at a brisk pace most days of the week. We're always talking about walking. He that does just seems not- to be the key to everything, man. I, you see mm-hmm. these stories every day about your sleep, about your health, uh, j- just, just in general. And the answer to everything seems to be to walk. Um, it's, it's just, there's just too much, too much proof and scientific input on this to have it be just a fad. Cause it's not, it's been around for a, for a long time and you can walk right. anywhere pretty much. Go to Sam's. Go to Sam's. Yeah. There's walk your 15 there. minute walk. That, yeah. Yeah. Your 15 minute walk that studies show could lower your risk of premature death by almost 25%. Yep. Uh, according to this story. Also, of course he doesn't smoke. Hmm, he should start. He's old enough. Why That's bother a, <laughs> to just go for it, dude? He says he does remember going to medical meetings where doctors would just sit there with a cigarette dangling from their mouths and tell patients to take up smoking because it would curb your appetite and quiet your nerves. Uh, obviously, uh, smoking is bad for you. Also, this 100-year-old practicing neurologist says, I don't restrict myself. I'll have a martini occasionally, maybe a strip steak. For dinner, but always with greens, like a salad or Brussels sprouts or something. That's so, also yeah. one of the keys, too. I do it every mm-hmm. day, and it seems to help something. I don't know what. I'm alive still. Yep, and he says, I don't let my knowledge go to waste. Having practiced neurology for over seven decades, I've witnessed medicine evolve from lobotomies to the latest computerized imaging techniques and techniques, and thoroughly enjoys teaching his residents and students and get and have a great deal to learn from them as well. So. An Just impressive some, man. He is still yeah, curious. Yeah. We had a, a, a family friend, uh, a, a, a great man. I was a kid, and he was a, uh, a friend of my uh, folks. He was a doctor, a great doctor, and uh, a funny, funny man, too. And he uh, was trying to quit smoking. And my dad went to see him one time, and uh, he, he, he walked around his, his, his office all day long uh, seeing patients with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Not lit. Right. He was tr- he was trying wow. to quit. But he's walking around with his little, you know, coat on and his, you know, neck thing or the whatever you call it, with a cigarette dangling from his lips. And it was pretty funny to see him doing that. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Ken Hodge, he was a, a really, really good man and a funny dude and a great doctor. Who, uh, I was about 19 and I picked up the bad habit of smoking. And he called me in and showed me. He said, I want you to see this. I said, yeah, um, yes, sir. He showed me pictures of people that smoke and their lungs. Yeah. And then we had a little talk about that. And then I left and smoked a cigarette at four. So um, anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for trying, Ken. Way to listen. Uh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Uh, there you have it. Uh, what's today's podcast schedule? Who's on today? I don't even know. You're coming up next when we're oh, done. Oh, my. Yes, part three of the best live rock and roll ever made. Good, it's fun to do this. It's good. I'm it's gonna nine do and one. three I may, today. I may do part four this week. I have nothing else to do, so why not? 
if I can just breathe in some more pollen, I can uh, get inspired to do that. I'm going to get a straw and just start, you know, snorting it that way. Well, just, yeah. you know, save some time. Build up your but, immunity. <laughs> man, Tell us how oh, that man. is. Uh, it'll be a rush, I'm sure, to, uh, you know, it's, but I would tell you again, this stuff that I have, these little pills that I have taken, Quercetin from Wholesale Nutrition. Uh, they have also, they've got one called Allercetin. And you take them uh, when you need them and you feel this coming on you. And you eat uh, two of these things and it seems to uh, suppress some of the symptoms. And it does work. They have a number of things like this for this time of year. And everything else in the world, they have a, a great a little, uh, they're, 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 um, the menu for their uh, smoothie bar is on their website. You won't believe the array of things you can get for weight loss, weight gain, post-workout, and pre-workout. Endless uh, things in this store to uh, to aid your health and in, in feeling better. The website's great. WholesaleNutrition.com. They're on Goodman Road in South Haven between Getwell and Chula Homa. So visit with them and uh, they'll, help, they'll make you feel better. Here are a couple of tunes. Uh, don't forget about the Beale Street Music Fest. It is two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, hard to believe. We'll have tickets to mm -hmm. give away to you next week, too. So hang in there for those. In the meantime, going back to Sheryl Crow's first hit. This was always a fun song, and it is still. Uh, here you go on Drake Digital. <laughs> 